Support for this episode comes from Modern Football Technology. Modern Football Technology provides real-time opponent tendencies and self-scout while eliminating manual data entry into Huddle, DV Sport, and Exos. If you're tired of tools that are time-consuming to learn and perform inconsistently at best, then we recommend Modern Football for a fresh perspective. Schedule a demo today at teammofo.com to see a battle-tested tool that's proven to perform and deliver value. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use a coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. And listen to our recent episode featuring Folsom High School Defensive Coordinator Jordan Ersick to learn more about how the 2023 California State Champion uses modern football to dominate their opponents. Yeah. So, I mean, like to your point, if you build walls, you just like they still get through, you know, like you're still going to have those those issues. So by building partnership, you know, that is it, it's a game changer because you recognize that, hey, I really want to hey, get the athletes to, to buy into what we're trying to do, you know, within the team. But also I want to have an impact in that kid's life. And, and who's the biggest influence in that kid's life? It's their parents. Dealing with parents can often be a challenging aspect of the coaching profession. However, it's crucial to recognize the potential benefits of cultivating positive relationships with parents. By changing our mindset, investing time up front, staying connected with parents throughout the year, and establishing healthy boundaries, coaches can create a more positive and harmonious environment for both athletes and parents. We discuss all of those things with J.P. Nurbun a coach, consultant, and author of the book, The Sports Parent Solution, Proven Strategies for Transforming Parents from Obstacles to Allies. These ideas definitely apply to high school, but in the day and age of the transfer portal, these are things you want to explore as a college coach as well. Stay tuned for our Winning Edge takeaways following the interview. I've been fortunate to coach many successful teams over the years, so I'm excited to tell you about Signature Championship Rings, a championship ring company who perfectly captures your winning season and fits your budget. Signature Champions specializes in fully customized rings for your high school and college teams, partnering with more than 10,000 teams across the country. What sets Signature Champions apart is the coach experience. The ring ordering process is streamlined and hassle-free with signature champions ensuring their coaches feel like MVPs every step of the way. Visit SignatureChampions.com podcast and get your team championship rings today. Use the code podcast to receive a free coach ring and ring box with your team's ring order. Link is in the show notes. And listen to our entire champion series presented by Signature Championship Rings to learn from state champion head coaches on how to take your program to the top. Today we're going to talk about making parents your biggest ally. And in sports, I heard a coach say one time, I think it was a famous quote uh, from a coach, who the ideal job would be to coach a team of orphans, right? So you wouldn't have to deal with the parents. And, And certainly that can be a pain point for coaches. But we're going to talk about how we flip that around today by changing mindset by investing time up front, staying connected with our parents throughout the year, but also establishing some boundaries that are going to be helpful 
for us as well. And joining me to discuss all of that is a second time guest here on the podcast, JP Nurbun. Coach, great to have you here on the podcast and I really appreciate you addressing this, a lot of which you've written about in your book. Yeah, man, I appreciate the opportunity to share about something I'm really passionate about and I think can really help a lot of coaches. Before we get going into this, talk to us a little bit about the, the book that you put together and I guess the why behind it. What really drove you to take the time and put all of this in writing for coaches? Yeah, man, I think the big thing is that one is that I have experienced so many frustrations in my own personal coaching journey with parents. It, it has led to some of my money, my low moments as a coach, as well as, you know, I, I work as a leadership coach, coaching coaches. Right, of a variety of sports. And in that one-on-one coaching support, I've seen and walked with some coaches through some pretty dark times as well. And so the first thing is just this is a, the parents have become probably a bigger problem for many reasons that we could explore if, if it's, it's worthwhile, but they've become a bigger problem for, for us as, as coaches. And so that's, that's one thing is they, they are creating a lot of issues. But at the same time, I've through my work with coaches and coaching them and consulting with them on their culture, we've actually really changed what we our approach with parents. We've started to work with them and partner with them and bring them into more of the team experiences. And the results have been incredible, right? Not only has the athlete experience improved, the team culture is less susceptible to those cancers, those culture cancers that oftentimes infect it. But also what we're seeing is, is the parent and the athlete relationships are sometimes being improved. And that's really powerful to see and hear parents talk about how they've grown close to their son or their daughter because of some of the things that the coach has done in the program to help facilitate those connections through sport. So it's not just to address the problem, but there's also this gold mine if we can just tap into this partnership with parents. Yeah, I definitely want to dig into that later. And I think, you know, as we get started with here, it is about a shift in mindset. We've had, I think, from the beginning of time in coaching, this adversarial relationship, which has led to coaches trying to put hard and fast rules in place that I don't talk to the parent, I talk to the player. And I realized early on as a young coach, like, I, I didn't like those boundaries and I thought they caused more issues then they helped and certainly we want our young men especially if we're coaching high school age kids to advocate for themselves and to communicate in the right way you know between the coach and the parent but at the same time they are still growing as young adults there's still a lot left that they need to learn and certainly we want to help them but also the parents can help in that too and you know, for me, it was saying, all right, I'm not going to have that closed door rule, but I am going to set some parameters on, you know, when that can happen and uh, the way we should approach it. And it always worked out for me. I just realized, like, by trying to sh shut the parents out and make everything go through the kids, it, it wasn't very good. And now, later in life, having been a, a, a parent who's gone through all of the high school experience, I've realized that on this journey you know, as much as it is about the kid, the, the parents are experiencing this too. And if there's no way for them to communicate, there certainly can be a lot of frustration that builds. And so I think open communication 
uh, even transparency is so important in today's in today's coaching that you know it's it's really for me I think it's a difficult thing to just set those rules and close door so it is about that mindset shift talk to us about that and how important it is to begin with that yeah so I mean like to your point if you build walls you just like they still get through you know like they're still going to have those those issues so by building partnerships you know that is it's it's a game changer because you recognize that hey I really want to a get the athletes to to buy into what we're trying to do you know within the team but also I want to have an impact in that kid's life and, and who's the biggest influence in that kid's life it's their parents so I've got to see them as an ally secondly you know parents are people we you know, many of us are parents ourselves it's a really hard job and it's really hard to navigate today's sporting landscape as a parent. And so they're going to screw up, right? Now, the problem is sometimes they screw up and it just creates frustrations, irritations for us. But if we can partner with them, we can actually provide a little bit of guidance. And so I think just at the start of it, just getting to know the parents as people. And then, hey, in football, there's a lot of parents that are around our program. So you really have to have your whole entire staff really to take this mindset, which is we're going to try to learn the parents' names. Right, especially the athletes that we're trying to influence. And we're going to try to get to know their names. We're going to try to have conversations with. We're not going to see them in the parking lot and head the other way. We're going to try to just create that space and time to engage parents, get to know them as people, and start to ask questions from day one, whether you're recruiting a player, a player is coming in as a freshman into your program, or it's just you're seeing them in the offseason or before and after practices, just trying to ask them questions around what's most important to them uh what do they hope their you know for their son to get out of this experience how do they help for the hope for them to grow through the experience what are their biggest concerns for their son's future so these are questions that i would be asking potentially in an informal setting or a lot of our coaches that I work with they set up these parent athlete coach conferences early on where they're asking these questions you know and they're, they're really trying to mine that and when we do that parents instantly feel oh this coach cares about what i think and what i what my hopes are for my kids and so they come with a little bit more of approach of, you know, ready to join into that partnership. Yeah, I love that idea. And, and it's not something I did initially, but I think it was a realization I had uh, at a banquet. And it was the first year for me in a program and I took it over late. But, you know, going to that banquet, realizing there were so many strange faces out there who I really didn't know. And at this particular banquet, you know, the kids weren't sitting with their parents. They were sitting at players tables. And I was like, wow, I couldn't tell you who <laughs> most of these people are. Like, I really want to get to know them. Uh, I want to know what this is about for them and, and, and their child and, you know, what they want to do. And that took some investment, obviously. So it was, you know, after that, uh, into the year banquet, setting up meetings, like you said, individually and, and getting to know everybody a little bit, right? Because it's going to help build that support. So there's that investment upfront and what are the recommendations you have what things have you seen work really well to start to build that relationship with the parents yeah everything depends on context so you know you have to find out what works for you the parent athlete coach conference some of our coaches they do that for they do home visits or they get their assistant coaches to go out and do home visits it's a really powerful thing to do that that, that's one thing off the bat, you know, it's just having some of that one-on-one -on -one interaction early on is just key. The other thing is how you run your preseason 
you know, parent meeting, which I think many coaches have, I've got a whole chapter dedicated to some really powerful ways to do that. Things like having an X's and O's session, maybe it's part of that meeting, maybe it's an addition, it's in our evening or afternoon or after practice, where you can bring moms and dads in and talk about, hey, this is how we're going to try to play the game. This is why we're trying. This is, this is why we're going with this systems or these approach. Communicating around, around how you will communicate, how you'll decide and communicate playing time. So just there's really important ways that we can be intentional in our communication to really establish the philosophy of our program, like our mission as coaches, our values, what we think is most important, our standards, but also our system. Our system, not just for how we're going to do things on the field, but also how we're going to develop players, how we're going to build the culture, you know, and just explain the why. So I think how you run that meeting is really important to communicate and lay that foundation, but it's also really important to take some time in that early preseason meeting to help parents to connect with each other, help them to even connect with other kids in that parent meeting, just to, to build that connection to the team. Because if we really want the parent to be about more than just their son, then we have to help them to establish a connection to the program. And so we do a lot of different things from that. Other, some, sometimes it's just taking parents and the athletes together and putting them through a team-building exercise that we might often do with our team. I've got coaches that do a father-son retreat. I've got coaches that one of our most popular things is the parent practice, right? Putting parents, you know, bring them out in the field, putting them through a few drills, you know, having some fun, playing some, 7v7 or, you know, just some games like that. It's just a, a fun experience. Obviously, one thing that's popular is like kind of the mom camp where you bring moms in to teach them about football and stuff. I've seen that in other programs. But if you're just trying to, to, to bring them in to help them experience the program, you know, that's some of the most powerful things about the father-son retreat. It used to be a team retreat, and some coaches run a team retreat, and they bring the, the dads in for the last day, you know, just to really help the parents experience what you are creating for those athletes. And, and oftentimes for us coaches that work so hard at the culture, that's a really is, is a special experience what we create for athletes. And by bringing them into that, uh, the parents really um, have a better understanding of it rather than just us telling them. Yeah, I love those ideas. Uh, sometimes the parent meeting is difficult. One, it's usually a, a one-way transaction, the coach going through the rules and this and that and and uh, and sharing information, you know, certainly always open it up for questions. And you might have some informal time beginning and end to meet some people. But, you know, it's it's always a little bit, I think, difficult within there to establish some of those relationships. So I love these ideas of things that are really more interactive, right, things that you mentioned there. But also a thought that came to mind for me is, like, the, the parent meeting still can serve some multiple purposes. And so it's always harder in the, in the big group setting, but you've mentioned the importance of assistant coaches being involved in this. And my thought would be, okay, you're going to have that parent meeting every year. It's a requirement usually of your athletic department. Why not take, you know, after you talk as a head coach and go over some of the you know big things about the program, let your position coaches have some breakout sessions. Now it's a smaller setting and they get to learn and explain a little bit about who they are, what they're about, what they're trying to do within their position to help develop those players as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, it's so important you get your assistant coaches on board with this approach so that they are equipped with how to build these relationships, the questions to ask. Like So often, in, in the, even if it's in the, whether it's in a, preseason meeting with a group of parents, you know, or an individual meeting, we need to be asking the parents good questions. 
And, and I did a parent workshop recently for a group of parents uh, of a team. And sometimes when we just ask great questions, it helps people to really reflect. And, and one of the things that I do at the end of that workshop is they say, okay, we're, we all agree we want our kids to have a lot of success, but we also want them to grow as, as, as young men. We want them to enjoy this experience, make memories, right? We, we want those things as well. So what can you all do as parents to help create that experience for them and, and a positive experience for parents? And so I put the parents in the groups and they, they reflect, they share that, and they actually co-create parent standards for the program that then are sent out in every weekly email and are, are signposted in, in, in the stands. So by just asking great questions, we oftentimes will guide parents to the healthy behaviors that we want them to be demonstrating that are going to support the experience of, of the athletes. I mean, one of, those, one of the coolest standards in, in that parent meeting that came out was after every game, every parent was committing to not just going directly to their son, but they were going to go to another player on the team and let them know they, something they saw that they did well. And already the coach started to see evidence of that this last weekend. He said it was awesome just to see parents going up to other kids and just congratulating them on something they did well. So, you know, it's, it's amazing how, how when you can empower parents with great questions, how you can, how easily they, they will find the right solutions. Of that idea of parent standards, and you mentioned one there, I guess maybe just a couple other simple ones that are tangible ideas. Um, <laughs> you know, as a parent, in that role, I know uh, from my high school, my son's high school baseball and football experience, I would get a, as far away from the stands as possible. So baseball, you know, I was all the way down, whatever side they were on, I was all the way down the line, kind of at the edge of the outfield. And, you know, he was an infielder, so I, I could see him play well from there, but it also just took me out of the fray. I didn't have to hear negative comments or uh, you know, all the things that go on with parents in the stands and in football. Uh, I did two things. Home games, I worked the chains, which kept me away from that. And then away games, uh, you know, I just found my way out onto the field and act like I was supposed to be there so I didn't have to go sit up in the stand. And, you know, it, <laughs> that was something that worked pretty well for me. But, you know, ideally, you have a very supportive group of people in the stands. And I think it goes to what you just said there. Like, hey, as parents, you know, our culture, this, you know, part of this program, here's our standards. So if you give us a few of those ideas, I think that'd be helpful. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to those, I mean, parents oftentimes come up with the, the good ones themselves. Like I just shared that one. Other ones, they're just going to, they're going to talk about staying positive and being encouraging or not yelling at the referees. I mean, these things, these things are standards parents will often suggest themselves, respect for coaches, you know, those types of things. It's, the powerful thing is it's not coming from you. It's coming from them. Right. It's the same with co-creating standards within your team, which I'm a big believer in. I think every coach needs to have their non-negotiables, but it's really powerful to, you know, co-create standards with your players because then they're more likely to a remember them and be bought, be bought into them because they're the ones that came up with them. And so I think that's a big thing. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, parents might even suggest like, don't talk to the coach. Don't, you know, and I, I'm, I'm a big believer that we need to actually communicate to parents. Yeah, we won't talk about these things, but these are also the conversations we do want to have, you know. And so not all standards need to be about restricting and don't do this. It's, it's 
you know, for, for me and, and as a coach, I want parents to reach out when there are concerns at home, the athletes really not enjoying their experience, there's mental health concerns. Uh, they're really frustrated about something that they've observed in the program and it's changed their opinion of the coaching staff or the program in general. So I, I almost want some standards that I would offer up that are like, Hey, these are things that we would really like for you to do that are going to be proactive in this partnership. So establishing those things preseason, that's always easy. The difficult part becomes, especially as you get going, like staying connected with the parents. And usually, you know, those, those connections come and they're not always the positive interactions. Usually a parent's not showing up in, in your office in the middle of the season to say thank you. Um, you might get those comments here and there. But most of those meetings you have are to address some issues or frustrations, you know, whatever that might be. So what are your recommendations for staying connected and keeping everything, you know, very positive and, you know, flowing through what you set up preseason all the way through the season? Yeah, I'm going to give you three, three quick ideas here that, you know, if you have any questions, I'll make explore more. I talked extensively about in the book, but one is just simply with your weekly communication and email. Don't just make it about logistics. You need to have cultural signposts in there. You need to talk about, you know, A, what are you working on culturally within the team? What's your focus for the upcoming game? Maybe you share a reflection on the previous game because you're trying to shape the narrative around, hey, you had a hard loss. Okay, so what's the message around that loss and how you're trying to help the kids grow from that and learn from it? So there needs to be that. But also, if, you know, if you have some sort of core values in the program, maybe you have a, a, a award, you know, player of the week, or maybe it's, you know, if, it, if you have three core values, there's an award for each player that demonstrates that and, and, and you acknowledge that player. So there's things like that. You just need to have some, some cultural things. I've got coaches that have their captains, even, you know, the, one of the captains will write a message to the parents, the fans, that type of thing as well in, in the email. So you know, you really be intentional on your, your weekly communication. Secondly, I would say, is to bring parents into the team experience. So ways of doing that are, I've seen parents uh, being brought into a film session. It's not every film session, but hey, we want you to show you how we approach film because it's so high level what we're doing in film today and so much sports. It really impresses parents, you know, with the C. Oh, wow. And then they actually learn about the upcoming opponent. So just having that and then having a dinner afterwards. I've seen coaches after a big loss bring parents into the locker room to experience that, that pain, but also hear the messaging around how we're processing the loss. I've seen parents being brought in the locker room after a big win, right? Um, or just, you know, in the football sense, it might be just brought around, a, you know, the post game, talk with the coach on the field, the parents just be able to listen in on that, you know? So just bring them into that experience. I talked about the parent practice earlier. There's, we've had coaches do uh, a Valentine's dinner with their the sons and their mothers. Uh, on Valentine's Day or just some sort of thing like that. We do Parent Appreciation Week. So we have different events that bring in the team experience. So let's find out what that looks like for you. The last thing I would say is just find ways to appreciate or have just little smaller check-ins with parents throughout the year. That means if you see them in the parking lot and you've had a conversation, let's say you have a conversation with their son and you know, it's been about something that you're proud of them, or maybe you've been challenging them, but just communicating what's been going on. So that could be seeing them before or after practice. It could be calling them, texting them, sending an email, just, hey, this is what I really appreciate about coaching your son. 
and thanks for allowing me to coach them. Or it's, hey, we've got some concerns. What are you seeing? What are you noticing? I love those ideas. And as you're talking, you know, just thinking of, okay, what are some ways that would be effective in getting this done, whether that's, you know, your weekly newsletter or things you put together and share, um, you know, even on your social media. But I think it, you know, the more you, you bring it into, this is for the group, even if it's like putting the link to that post in the email so they could go see it. But uh, thinking of uh, Utah defensive coordinator Morgan Scally who's on the podcast talking about the behaviors in their culture. And I always, you know, believe that those behaviors are going to reflect what, ha- what is happening both on the field, off the field, the way your team acts, that's your culture, right? And, and he made a point of theirs is RSNB, relentless, smart, nasty ball hawks, right? And so if I'm, I'm somebody like Morgan and I have those behaviors as part of my culture, maybe I'm picking out a, a clip each week that shows that, like, this is what we're about. Like, here's the, re, here's the relentless effort. Like, this kid coming from the opposite side of the field and, you know, running down somebody that looks like he's going to get a touchdown. And, you know, that's my example of, hey, this is relentless. Like, highlighting those parts of your culture, not just the high – I mean, big plays are great, touchdowns are great, but the behaviors that go along with it that you're really trying to ingrain in your players, that let your parents see those as well instead of just seeing the top-level thing that the fans get in the stands. Here's, you know, here's the highlights. No, here's, here's an example of – the behavior and something we pointed out to our team. And that's something, again, you know, every single one of your position coaches can participate in and in helping you get that together. So you don't have to sit down, you know, for two hours on a Sunday night to write this thing. It's just pulling it all together, pasting it into your document and sending it along to your parents. Yeah. And one of the things that we do a lot of our programs too, though, as you talk about delegating to your staff is we have a checklist for one-on-one. So on a monthly or biweekly basis, Every player is getting a one-on-one to check in. It could be five, 10, 15 minutes. Oftentimes, you know, referring back to their, their player development plan that they might have documented. But the, the, the standard becomes for the staff then, if you have a one-on-one, follow up with the parent. Just back to what I said, something you're appreciating, some behavioral things that you're noticing that are A, of concern, or B, that you just really want to share with them because you're really proud of. Uh, um, and so you're building... I mean, we all know it, like it's great to get some like, hey, thanks parents for all the things you do, general email, but, uh, or I'm just so proud of all your, all the boys, but man, it means so much more when a coach or a teacher or someone says, I'm, man, I'm really impressed with your son for this, or man, they really did an amazing job of that. So the more that, like, like you said, whether it's clips or just even just that affirmation, uh, it goes a long way long way yeah we're, we're talking and framing this out for the high school coach and all this seems very natural but as I look at the landscape of college football today if I was a you know, even a position coach at the college level I would look at doing some of these things and connecting to those parents because it's I mean look at how many kids are in the portal right now right like to pull things yeah. together and to keep everybody who's involved in this process you know the parents are going to have a lot of input onto whether that player jumps into the portal or not and what what are you doing to build that relationship you know with the people who influence that player as well I, I just think that's an important part of it and just little things you can do all the time to make sure you're checking in that you know from from knowing 
you know, who the parents are and what they do for a living, all those things. Like, I think as a college coach, this is important as well. Absolutely, because when their son calls home and is they're frustrated, it's like, no, actually, coach cares about you, so you're going to stick it out. You know, right. it could be the message that, that they get back. Yeah, and it will set you apart because if, if you know, you're doing that, not necessarily everybody's doing that, right? Um, and yes, is it something to add to your plate as a coach? Maybe, right? But some of the work, as you said, done up front and the follow-up as you go along and staying connected is, is just helping build those relationships that are such an important part of your program and, and go beyond just, again, that player. So the other thing in as, this aspect of, of parents certainly still has to be the boundaries. It's kind of something we started off with, that there were some really, you know, in the past, some hard-set boundaries and almost uh, uh, the walls, as you said, the lack of communication. But boundaries are still necessary to make this work. Talk to us about that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a couple of things I think are worth mentioning. I mean, one is we got to be good at engaging hard conversations. We could talk about that. But I also think when it comes to boundaries, though, what we're seeing is parents, they want to have a seat at the table. They want to be a part of the discussion more often than not. And that's hard for us as coaches because we want the player, if they have an issue with their role or playing time, we want them to come to us. And so often it's the parent that reaches out. And so, I mean, some simple rules that I like. One is like, I'm never going to have a conversation with a parent or almost never going to have a conversation with a parent without their, their child being present. A lot of times you can email some parents they are like, don't let my son know that I messaged you. It's like, no, 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 no. Like we're all going to be open around here. If there's something comes up because we want to work with your son to actually, okay, I get it. He might be afraid to come to me because I haven't done a job, a good enough job or because the, t- the relationship just hasn't gotten to that point. That's okay. But we're going to teach him. We're going to help him to have difficult conversations with adults. Right. So, we're always going to have conversations. So that might be a boundary that you set, you know, some, some sort of standard or rule. I also think when it comes to other boundaries around parent behavior or whether it's their behavior at a game, they're in the stands, their behavior behind the scenes, right? Maybe it's on social media or that you just, it comes back to you that they're bashing you, the program, bashing other kids, you know, they're becoming that cultural cancer. Or maybe they actually are directly controversial, you know, sending you nasty emails. I've got coaches that have gotten horrible emails, horrible texts, drunken voicemails, right? I mean, it's crazy, some of, the, some of this stuff, this behavior. Well, you need to work with your administration on what is your, what is your standards there. And administrations need to support coaches in this. And I, I've got some great administrators, athletic directors that I've been fortunate to know and, and work with. And, I've, you know, for instance, uh, you know, one athletic director, said the parent could not attend games the rest of the season because the parent blasted the coach in a highly inappropriate email, just ripping them and then took to social media to rip them. And so that's just not going to, we're not going to tolerate that here. And there's been parents, their parent, their behavior at the games is not setting the example of sportsmanship that we want for the athlete. And it's toxic in the stands. And so I've had administrators step in and say, Hey, you know, if this ha- continues to happen, you're going to lose your op- the opportunity to come and watch your son play. So we've got to hold parents accountable because we need, we have a duty and responsibility to, to create a healthy culture and environment for all the kids there. And, and that's, that's really, really important that we have the administration support in that. So I think one of my first things is when you're thinking about boundaries is, you know, really make sure that you're sitting down with your athletic administration to, to make sure everybody's on the same page there. And to bring this back to 
the positive side of this. You've seen the results of this, that this goes beyond just the communication and we've got open lines, that you are helping those those parents in some ways build that individual, build that young man, uh, helping develop them, that there's a lot more to this. If you do this the right way, the, the benefits you know, go far beyond what's happening on the playing field. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the re- what we see is that parents appreciate the boundary because what we're seeing is as much as we really don't like the toxic parents, so do like the rest of the parents don't like the toxic parents, right? And, and that's that they don't they don't like want to be a part of that environment. And so for even just the parents, it's important we create that. I think the other thing too, you know, before you start, you know, telling parents they can't show up to games and stuff is is we really got to engage in hard conversations. And I think oftentimes we're very hesitant to. And so sometimes when we observe parent behaviors, maybe maybe we even just see a parent ripping their son in the parking lot after a game. Right. And this is where we actually kind of lean in and have some courage as coaches. And we got to sit down and we got to have these hard conversations, or maybe it's a hard conversation the parent initiates through an email where they're unhappy. And so in the book, I really lay out a a framework for how to have those conversations that's been highly effective for coaches. And it's three steps. First is just listen, asking questions, you're being curious, right? You know, what are they seeing? What are they noticing? What's frustrating them? What's going on? Secondly is to share your perspective. Perspective is observations and assessments. What are the facts? I'm seeing this. I'm noticing this. Assessments are, our take is this. If your, your son is not good enough because of this, right? So it's a little bit more uh, subjective, but we're sharing that a little bit more loosely and we're, we're separating those because, uh, you know, there's the facts and there's, hey, we're making the decisions the best we can based on the evidence we have. So, you, you know, ask questions, be curious share your perspective. And lastly, uh, partner, you know, if you, if you have a situation with a parent around discipline for their son, where they don't like the consequence of the, uh, that you're giving them for the behavior, or they're not happy with their role, you know, ask them this question, what can we do to support your son moving forward in this role? Or what can we do to support your son? Even if you're not happy with this consequence. So it's really, it's, it's a really powerful question. What can we do to support your son together? It's all about partnering. And I think more often than not, we're going to have parents that reach out, and that's a really useful framework for that. It's also a useful framework for when we're noticing parent behaviors that are unacceptable, and we need to need to engage with them to give them some feedback. And I've seen so often when coaches do this that parents are the most of the time they're apologetic, they're they're very remorseful, they really feel bad about it, you know, and and they come to their senses because that so often happens for us as parents is is we kind of lose our way, we get caught up a little bit too much in the emotions of the game and stuff like that. Oh, this is great stuff. And I want to make sure that our listeners know where to get your book and to see more of what you do. We've, we've had you on the podcast before. So where can they get the book? Where can they get more information about all the things that you do to help coaches? But so my, the last time I was on, I was talking about my book, The Culture System. Uh, it was all about a framework for building culture and getting upstream with it and really simplifying a uh, culture because it is very complex. This book, The Sports Parent Solution, my newest one, it's, it's kind of a sequel to that. It's the same framework. It's just adding how do we approach within the culture creation, what's the system for addressing the parent stuff. And, and, and it's all based on stuff we've done at the high school and collegiate level. So uh, you, you have Sports Parent Solution. It's available on Amazon. 
and Apple Books. You can also go to my website, tocculture.com, to if you want to reach out, you want to get bulk port, uh, order for your for your staff. Uh, if you want to find the links to read more about the book, you can also get some reading guides, discussion guides. There's loads of resources that come with the book uh, for coaches, as well as our online coaching education. And you can learn, you know, if you want to reach out there, you can go to tocculture.com to learn more about my one-to-one coaching, my leadership coaching that I do with with with, uh, with coaches. Well, JP, thank you again for taking the time and sharing this information here for coaches. I believe this was incredibly helpful, and and I urge any of the coaches out there who saw the value in this uh, to dig into these other resources as well, because you're just going to get more there. So again, thank you for the time and look forward to having you back again in the future when uh, you have something else to share with us. Hey, appreciate the opportunity. Uh, this is such important stuff as we're trying to support athletes and their growth and development and mental health. So yeah, really, really appreciate the opportunity. Here are our winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. One, Build a positive relationship with parents. JP emphasized the importance of engaging parents and building positive relationships with them, and this involves investing time up front, staying connected throughout the year, and establishing boundaries involving parents in the team experience. He shared plenty of ideas on how to get that done. I'd suggest picking one of those and getting started. Two, effective communication. We highlighted the significance of effective communication with parents, including regular communication through newsletters, involving parents in the team experiences, and addressing concerns openly and constructively. That communication is critical for you as you build your program. And again, I think it's something even worthwhile at the college level. Now, that may take on a different form, but staying connected with those parents shows your investment in them and certainly makes them think twice about what they do and what they say when their son comes to them about hopping into the transfer portal. Three, set and enforce boundaries. JP stressed the importance of setting and enforcing boundaries with parents, including having hard conversations and addressing unacceptable behavior. And you also want to seek support from your administration when necessary. But those boundaries will help you in a positive relationship. So those can't happen once the season's underway. All of a sudden, you can't come out and say, well, we're only going to do it this way. Set those things up front right now as you start to interact with this next team. And you're going to have more positive interactions as the time comes during the season. Be sure to go to coachingcoordinator.com to follow all we do. Sign up for a weekly tip sheet that shares the best ideas of each podcast and follow us on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.